Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dally Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Monday Night Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by the Dadly Boys to look ahead to... Monday Night Raw! Uh, <laughs> it's oh been a God. while since we've done this. Yeah. Haunted by that. <laughs> uh, and a show with a, with a fair bit of stuff on it tonight. Johnny Gargano's first in-ring wrestling match for WWE for, well, bloody ages. Um, Edge versus Dominic Mysterio and potentially, Hamlet, new tag team champions. Yeah, um, it's another week of, I guess, a WWE show where enough has been promoted. Of course, there's going to be impromptu nonsense, like which you know we will flag up, consist- as, as we are consistent on this podcast. There will be impromptu garbage. There will be filler. It's a three-hour raw. But I think if they... You know how, like, with Dynamite, sometimes there's a match too much? Like, oh, just, like, curb that back. We could have a bit more of what we really want rather than overfilling the card. If WWE promoted in advance everything that would fill a three-hour raw, you'd dread watching it even yeah. more than you do, because it would be two pages long. There would yeah. be more bullets than we could fit in. So this feels, in terms of stuff that like promises like a certain guarantee of like a, a, you know, a medium level of quality, maybe not surprises tonight, maybe not big Triple H comebacks, but Gargano is an in-ring comeback, so that's something else. This feels like all they need to promote, and then some of the other fluff, whatever, I don't know, Kevin Owens, for example, might be up to. That, at this point, or Rollins and Riddle, that qualifies as like quite nice bonus content that you don't need to be told is going to happen. Yeah, it's a decent compromise from what we got. I, I, I echo that completely. If I knew exactly what was going to happen on Raw, you'd be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but the fact that when you watch it, you're like, well, maybe the next thing will be completely bang average or <laughs> barely repeated from last week. So no, I agree with that. I'm actually half looking forward to this because there are things I'm earnestly looking forward to and things that I think are probably going to die enough for me to laugh at. <laughs> so we'll get into what those are imminently, but with the WWE show, I don't want to watch their version of capital G, capital W, good wrestling for like two or three hours. I just don't. I find it quite uninspiring, actually. I want it to remain a little bit terrible and... Luckily, I've had some indications of late that still you can take the Vince McMahon out of WWE, but you can't take the WWE out of WWE. And that <laughs> black and white stuff with Karrion Cross is piss funny. <laughs> like, who on earth on this planet 
watched that and thought, oh my god, that looks, <laughs> that looks cool and dark. <laughs> like, I love how Triple H still thinks this. Like, what was it meant to achieve? What was it meant to achieve that the corrosive influence of Karrion Cross turns the colour out of the world and turns it <laughs> into darkness? Drew, you think life is in shades of grey, but it's actually in black and white, but then the contrast is grayscale, so it's actually both, Drew. <laughs> It like what was the the punk line about the apology's got to be as loud as the the public apology must be as loud and as public as the disrespect. That's the Vince thing. Like he's got to be gone as long as he was there. So if it took like fifty <laughs> years, yeah. of Vince, it's going to take fifty years for it to go. Yeah, Hamflat made a really good point when we were talking about this on the SmackDown review earlier, saying that uh, what is Carrying Cross? Because like I, you know, have somewhat of an appreciation for the character of he's just this badass ass kicker who. Chokes the life out of even your favorite. Wicky, wicky, walk, cross jacket. But also, we've Jesus, had... is this a bit you've developed on the SmackDown? Just today, because I like it when he puts his hand oh, on it. Oh, like, right, like, okay, I get like it. He's sort of like, he's got one, wow, he's holding wow, one headphone while he's like screaming. Wicky, 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 wow, wow, cross. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually, but uh, what are your thoughts with uh, Scarlet with bangs? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Thought you'd have something to say. I've worked. Up, I know what the oh. what current cross character <laughs> influencing young minds there. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm, if he's going to be Jim Ross, I want to make him be Jim Ross. Yeah. Let him wallow in his own muck. <laughs> but you also said yes, you, you said is he a badass ass kicker or well do the bit about when he was in NXT with the uh, the contract. Oh, yeah. So it's like, is he got like this sort of, a, he's like pub car park fighter guy that also like no submissions. That's kind of deadly. You think you're just in for like a punch in a car park, but also he can get you in a chokehold. Except they're a bit rubbish, but we'll just gloss over yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like that's the idea at least that he's presenting. Or like, is he going to set your contract on fire? Like, is it like, <laughs> has he got some access to magic powers because he's just turned the world black and white and Keith Lee's face is now ablaze? I so- what is it? I sometimes think that the whole paraphernalia and just general stuff surrounding his character is a visual TV friendly and catchphrase in TikTok. TikTok is this one? TikTok is this one. <laughs> it's like, so you've got the visual of the hourglass and you've got the TikTok catchphrase. It's all in, meant to convey that he's so hard and cool and powerful that him defeating you is an, as inevitable as time, mm-hmm. as the unfolding of time. So that's what it is. He's inevitable. But also, he's got magic powers. <laughs> so He was inevitable when Triple H got creative, wasn't it? Yeah. Cross is inevitable. Oh, God. <laughs> that's what we all said. <laughs> uh, Cross is here, is he? <laughs> also, it's lucky that uh, he choked the life out of uh, Drew McIntyre at the end of the show. Can you imagine it fading to black <laughs> 20 minutes in? Oh, for... Yes! Are we going to... Dave, we got... What are you going to do? Like the Fiend used to, where the, like, the only way to get, like, snap out of Fiend rah, 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 was cut to an advert break. So, like, <laughs> thank goodness we had a commercial after the Fiend, otherwise God knows what would happen to the show. Well, switching gears now <laughs> from this absolutely unprecedented uh, physical activity. He has a match with Alexa Bliss or something. <laughs> Who still a little bit misses the Derek Gadis. Did you see this? I mean, yeah. Why, why, are you, why are you replying to those tweets? <laughs> That's because they're the most, uh, let's just say they validate her ego and stuff because they, mm. uh, they effectively jack it 
<laughs> Underneath everything. Take off your pants jacket. Jacket potato. Put on your eyeliner and jacket. Well, um, <laughs> so actually, what, we'll talk about the serious stuff in the show in a minute. Um, what's Dexter going to do to to Miz tonight? What the, so he carried him out. He choked him to death in the cage and then carried so him out over his, his back, head. didn't he? They yeah. showed a digital exclusive where he carried him at the back. But <laughs> Miz is going to come out fine this week because, as we've learned, he only attacks him on television in front of the viewing world. Yeah. He lets him have seven days to get over. Like, I've seen some things. When? Last Monday. You all saw them too, and then he let me go. He's still going to work. He's not yet. He was chased down by the police initially, so he thought... Right, enough of this. Where I'm going wrong is that I'm committing actual crimes. If I just do stuff within the context of wrestling, the police leave me alone. Yes. So Dexter Lumis is going to be back on television this week, and the Miz is still going to be spooked and looking over his shoulder, and Champa's going to be like, come on, Miz! And then Dexter's going to sneak up on him again. Well, but what have I just been asked? Well, I, don't, well I, might, I was asking what we think Dexter's going to do to him this week. It's going to be attacking, obviously. Well, because Extreme Rules feels like a place for that match to happen, doesn't it? Yeah. One house match or something? Yeah, why not? Any listeners can help me, and I would appreciate said help. I don't know about the ins and outs of the uh, American justice system, or if there even is one. It's like state by state mm-hmm. and their own different bloody rule. <sighs> right, I understand the idea that he hasn't pressed charges. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so basically... If you don't press charges, then you can kind of like, okay, well, he's free to go. You didn't press charges or anything like that. So, all right, okay. So if he's like a repeat offender and it's become apparent that he's a very clear and present danger to the public, can they not... Or inter- a specific person as well. Yeah, yeah. Can they not, like, at this point, just intervene and say, look, I understand that you don't want to press charges, but for the, you know, he's cl- this is clearly a pattern. Um, He's clearly... Like, kidnapping is a crime. He's done this several times... Does that not? Does the multiple offences not sort of uh, override the not wanting to press charges? Have I know he doesn't speak, but have they established any motivation for why the Miz? Like he's turned up, he was crashing into things and leaving tipped over cars and stuff like that. Well, what? it might have been brought that. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He did crash a car, so there's there is car. The first stuff. week of Triple H leaving clues in the background was all for Loomis, wasn't it? You remember mm-hmm. he walked yeah. to the end of that show that week. What's why the Miz? Have we got there yet or not? Is there any kind of... Is, is it, it because the Miz has got a funny face to react to it all? <laughs> Very possibly. Was there anything... What was Dexter's last thing in NXT before he was fired? Yeah, big cack. Yeah. He was... He had a massive cack, mm-hmm. and he was trying to work out who's better at f***ing. <laughs> who's, better at, who's better at sucking and was, right. it, was it Dexter Loomis or Duke Bloody Adson? That's yeah, right. That was it, yeah. So, in other words, nothing that could be tied to what he's doing with the Miz and yes. Smash the Champa. Absolutely jack. Yeah. I extremely... Like, it's... This is a project. Dexter is a project, and it's getting over. Based on the noise level in buildings, people are quite enjoying this, and, I don't know, follow it through, see what... Like, I wonder how many people haven't really seen Dexter Lumis when the bell rings, because, oh, my God, like, they're in for the shock of their lives when they realise well, the for extent a... at which... The yeah, gap. this is my guilty pleasure, like I say, until until they step between the ropes to wrestle. It's one thing when... Who would be a good example, I suppose, like Elias slash Ezekiel? It's one thing when the gimmick is really, really getting over, and then the work is passable, but just nowhere near as dynamic mm. as interesting enough. The gap is even wider, I think, with Dexter. Not to be cruel or anything, because this character has obviously found its audience... And it, despite not speaking, it too has a bit of a voice. It's got eyes. But the work is often terrible. Can I shock you, right? You know the thing that was meant to get over with Loomis back on a oh God, the Capital Wrestling Center? 
where they're performing seals, the audience who attend there, and they will go mad for any high spot. This is awesome. I think the <laughs> Stax Lewis is boring. Oh my god, he just did a kip up. That kind of thing. I think that'll get over in front of a live crowd, you know. Yeah. I think they've done the hard work. Well, they've done work with a character, and then he's gonna bore bore their tits off <laughs> for about twelve minutes. Then he's gonna do like a kip up or some kind of aerial where it's like Oh my god. <laughs> he can actually do something. Axander from the second term. I right. think that whole thing they were trying to build towards in NXT, which didn't really work because there was loads of like flippy stuff elsewhere, so it didn't make him appear special. I think that's what they're gonna go for. And I honestly think it might get over. I think Dexter Loomis is gonna be one of those Dan Housen adjacent things where it's like, I don't get it, but I'm more than happy to let other people yeah. get mm. it. And it just means that if I was to say no, it's rubbish, I would be putting my head in the sand and not getting wrestling. I know I don't ever want to be that guy. Yeah. He says, I don't get this. I was in danger of becoming it, you know. Years and years ago, I didn't get the Young Bucks at first. So wild considering how much I love them now. I just didn't get it. I just thought, all right, we're not selling enough or anything. And then I I don't want to do the whole Dave Meltzer. And you'll learn. <laughs> um, but I don't ever want to be that guy because I was threatening to become that guy once upon a time. You've gone like the opposite direction at CM Punk, haven't you? Pretty just, much, just I love him. Yeah. He's uh, on... Podcast with uh, Colt Cabana, you might have heard of it, Art of Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I'll go work the Young Bucks in PWG. I yeah. don't care, it's not about WWE. I'll turn out for you. Yeah. And you, now you like the Young Bucks so, so much, you wrote a, a book around the promotion they started? Yeah, absolutely. It's quite a Young they, Buck. It's only been out about a year. Yeah, yeah. They had um, an integral part, possibly even more so than that, in the formation and indeed rise of All Elite Wrestling. Becoming All Elite, the rise of AEW, 120,000 passionate and insightful words about the forma formation and indeed rise of AEW. Whichever your domain, you can buy it now. Let's do some uh, legal tinkering and get guys out of one contract and into a WrestleMania one. Yes. That's what I'm into. How about you shut your ass? <laughs> Uh, the spot I think is tonight because I, 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 I tell you what I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's only the raw preview who gets, who yeah. gets right who gets <laughs> I want them to leave on one condition right one condition they come in they work a program with the Usos they work the absolute best match the Usos will ever hope to have in their goddamn lives and then everyone goes oh my god Young Bucks and Usos both better <laughs> <laughs> and then they leave and finish that really good elite story that I'm really into <laughs> That's Both about. better. Both better. Imagine just like trolling any trios like in AEW. Who says Young Bucks both better? It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> Death Triangle. Like, what can we do here? The only thing I'd like to see it tonight from, from Dexter, aside from the obvious attacking of the Miz, is the one I really enjoyed is the bit where he like walked past the security guard and then doubled back. And it was, you know, not the one where it's like, there's Dexter Loomis. And everyone's going, what are you talking about? <laughs> the, the like subtle ones. So maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe someone gives uh, the Miz a baby on his way to the ring and he looks and it's only Google Gaga. <laughs> I was desperate. I was absolutely desperate to not give you that pop because I knew where it was going. I absolutely knew where it was going. Why would they give him a baby? <laughs> so when it goes to the, so it like goes to the point of view... <laughs> It might actually be even funnier <laughs> if it's glove. just just his eyes not like moving at all. Google guy, honestly, you're pathetic. Honestly, I, I lowered myself <laughs> to give you that pop. Honestly, I I, <laughs> I was I, I really wanted to not pop. I was desperate not pop. I love as well. That's that's the signifier, the guy that never speaks. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> that's Dexter Lewis's voice. And then he looks at normal baby. 
<laughs> Tommy, he's eating his baby. He's not like it's a baby with a full tan. Wait a second. <laughs> they did their, like, bad pen work. Goo goo gaga. People like Phil Goo Ganga. Our cameraman extraordinaire loved that Dexter Loomis shot last week. Sight gags in both senses of the word with Dexter Loomis. They're big into. So, like, I don't think it's going to be a baby, but I do (laughs) think they're into it. I think they have, they get to work and they think, right, how. Visually, how can we be creative visually with Dexter Lemus? Could be a new fun. game going forward, because that was great. Where's Dexter? <laughs> <laughs> He's in a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice is there. She's got the push chair. It's like, I just, just got the baby. Just said, I'll just go to the toilet. Go, go, gaga. <laughs> you, don't see, you don't see inside the push chair, but you hear it. Champa's like, what? It's your baby. <laughs> like Kofi, Michelle McCool. <laughs> Go to like, uh, like casting for a movie that I need to get away from wrestling for a bit. It's obviously had a hazardous environment. And so I'm going to go and audition. Yes. And Dexter could be there. It's not as good as a baby. I don't know why I'm doing this. Why, why would I ever think I could be Dexter Loomis as a baby? It's not the week. God damn it. It's like when we used to do like the Zeitgeist heist or something on the NXT one. Like, uh, and it's that. like, yeah, somebody's won. You know, when like somebody's yeah. nailed the best idea, it's like, oh, I haven't got anything that good this That's week. That's when we didn't think NXT 2.0 was any good. When we believed we needed to contribute yeah, ideas before yeah. we realised it was an idea factory. One of those words, well, like, it's... Even if he is mocked up somehow to look like a baby, <laughs> right, he would still literally be a worse baby face <laughs> playing the serial killer hero character. It's absolutely absurd, but people are connecting with it, and I can't deny that. <laughs> You've popped yourself, Daft. Honestly, here. he's going to be Google Gaga. Google Gaga. Google Gaga is going to be absolutely over in this and office. Like you, yeah, 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 it's going straight downstairs. The second someone it? has a little bit of a whine about something, Wilborn's going to go, "Hey guys, 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 Google Gaga, <laughs> Google Gaga." He's being a baby. He's already gone home today, so he's not going to get it. He's going to come in, in the morning. We're going Google Gaga. What? And understandably, <laughs> understandably, Murray's going to go, what? What? <laughs> what? What have you done now? Have you worn that since yesterday? No, I, I put it on this morning. It's a, this is fresh today. He can confirm, actually. Yeah. Do you get two or do you get another one for finishing? This, uh, this one that's the finisher's one. Yep. So that's why it says finisher on it. Yeah. Uh, just for context on this audio podcast, he's wearing a great North Run running shirt and he did it yesterday congratulations to both my Steve colleagues they did some absolutely incredible work they are still um, accepting donations for two incredibly phenomenally worthwhile causes but I did think for a second he was a lazy bastard who was (laughs) (laughs) trying to stink out the uh, the, uh, the studio here what um, what would uh, what would Stack say if he was a baby (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Starks. Starks. What, what, um, what thoughts were going through your head when you completed the arduous Great North Run? Oh, my God. Thank Christ that was over. That was as, that was as arduous as the Godfather Part 3. Am I right, <laughs> If you're wondering uh, where this pass from, uh, it's the NXT 2.0 preview and reviews ah. available wherever you get your podcast from. Where do you get your podcast from, Starks? <laughs> I like Podbean. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, Hamflet, um, will damage control become tag champs, do you reckon, tonight? Dakota Kai, Eos Kai <laughs> versus Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah. Oh, God. We, um, uh, we were saying on the, on the SmackDown review, <sighs> um, well... Aaliyah's not good. Yeah, yeah. I, limit, limit, limited. I say she's crap. I'd be, I'd be like generous enough to call this whole thing a noble failure if the work had gone beyond what it's been, which is really quite poor. Um, the finish was very set, poor. Was set up for these baby faces to get a shock win, a nice moment, a nice feel good moment. There's nothing wrong with that sometimes, even if the heels winning sort of feels inevitable down the line. But they've not gone on. This hasn't elevated Aaliyah. This is the situation which was required to try and drag these tag belts out of the mud has failed. So, and that's okay. It was absolutely worth giving it a go. The matches haven't got any better. Raquel isn't damaged goods by this. She could actually turn on Aaliyah or just go off on her own thing and she'll be fine. It's probably the logical and smart move. The heels winning the tag match at uh, Clash at the Castle and setting Bailey up for Bianca can serve just as good a job to set them up for winning the belts here as well. And everybody with the exception of Aaliyah, but that her time will come or will never come. Like, everybody can come out of this still feeling pretty credible, I think. I just, aside from, yeah, let's just give them a chance, I don't know why they decided to have the whole, because I presume it was factored into it, the whole, oh, Dakota's not legal, so she's got that loophole to, like, if the end goal here, Sige, is maybe tonight, I've not even put it in the copy for once, because I've said it so many bloody times it's not happened. So you're going to say it now? Yeah, I'm going to say it now. They raise the belts up. <laughs> Sasha and Naomi are back, obviously. But what doesn't have to be the moment they're They're getting crowned. flexible again, aren't they? They are. But they, it doesn't have to be the, the day that they're crowned. Isn't it really the day that they're crowned uh, champions that they have? So they could have won them, took them into Clash at the Castle. No, they're not defending them there. And then just defending them again here because, I don't know, maybe you have the heels cheat to win. Maybe Aaliyah is not the legal person that they pin or something like that. It that would be overcomplicating a simple story. Yeah. Which means it could well happen. Yes. Look, as long as Aaliyah is not in the ring for a great deal of time, this match has got a chance of succeeding. Mm. And this experiment for me has not worked. I mean, Aaliyah is just simply not good enough in the ring. 
the uh, inadvertent byproduct of which is Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Now looks like uh, Jumbo Saruta in there. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. Um, It's maybe this is all set up for Damage Katarl to (laughs) win it like they should have won it. And Raquel Rodriguez, who smiles vacantly in a weird leftover thing from the Vince McMahon edict, snaps and is the badass. And that can really connect it with crowds. This company is really lacking. Um, big and, time, and you would heels. think that would have been the plan all along as well. Yes, That's why absolutely. you put in the legal woman thing in the first place. It's like, oh, you messed that. up, yeah. you dumbass. <laughs> now I'm gonna, you know, just completely kill you. And yeah, it's all Good fine. big bad for a Bianca down the line that as well. Yeah, it, if, if there's one thing for yeah, absolutely. And if there's one thing that Triple H has really tried to do, it's I think he's done it a little bit too much. And I say the same, I say the same thing about Tony Khan. Try to get too many acts over at once, yeah. but it's a charm offensive. To both the public and indeed the roster, Triple H really wants to establish that this is going to be a great place to work. It's going to be a meritocracy. You are going to get opportunities to get over, and you are going to get a persistent push. And the audience has got more reason to invest the longer this, these developments unfold, and the roster is appeased, which is fundamental because even though because Tony Khan simply will not stop signing people, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a problem. He needs help will not stop signing people, and I think Triple H is very cognizant of that. Mm. Sasha and Naomi to return tonight? No. Nah, not yet. No. I uh, feel like, sorry, they are so big, and they have such fiercely loyal followings that you'd have to do something akin to the Cody and CM Punk deals mm. where it's like the breadcrumbs, and you kind of leave that 1% of doubt because it doubles as hope, but all but confirm it so that you guarantee the rain. That's how I would do it. Mm. It's not just like, the. it's just a better business way to do it because you get people tuning in in the hope that these two Yeah, it's not back. Braun Strowman like showing up last yeah, week. Yeah, that yeah, That makes sense, yeah. You hadn't like Bailey and Bianca Belair, aren't you? So like it would only take sort of things like saying, like you've been bossing Raw, but I'm the boss of damage control and I lay the blueprints for, you know, like as soon as you start- like Lame stuff, that's also a little bit cool. But people <laughs> yeah. can know, it's so people can know, isn't it? You know, like they're, you're not going to get anything as Sasha all. Sasha Banks is coming back, <laughs> you <laughs> stupid dickheads. That sort of thing. Speaking of, speaking of Bianca, an open challenge from her tonight. I'm, I'm conf- conflicted about this because is this Bailey answering it and then them somehow deferring this to the pet? Well, I mean, obviously can do both as we often say. Or is it a, a straightforward victory against, I don't know, bloody Natalia for Bianca that then Bailey attacks afterwards? Or, or how do you see this one playing? Uh, they're obviously doing something with Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. What I would like to do, and I might be accused of hypocrisy here because I get tired of this device over on AEW, but again, there's too much of a good thing. I mean, there's not quite enough of it in WWE. I was charmed by the extent to which Sheamus was absolutely ungodly over on SmackDown. Yeah. The first SmackDown that happened after his exhilarating near win against Gunther. Five star. Five star. Me and Hamlet have seen the seventh of WWE's (laughs) main roster (laughs) five star matches. It's quite incredible. All of them are deserved. Um, Not many more are. That's a different story. And he got one wrong as well. Yeah, you got one wrong. You got Brett one wrong. in the cage. Uh, rather WrestleMania was 10 times better. I think literally 10 times better. Why not, for one week, have Roxanne Perez 
take Bianca to the limit, show of respect oh. after, and then he can further the Cora Jade thing, where Cora Jade is absolutely incensed that she got, that Roxanne Perez got the respect of a, by now, someone you could um, like fairly describe as a veteran or close to it, because Cora Jade's whole deal was she grew up watching wrestling, they both grew up watching wrestling, and if one of them's getting more and more respect from the vets like Satamura and now Bianca... Yeah. You get a great match out of it. You get, oh, my God, this Roxanne Perez is incredible. Can't wait for her to come up, get a bit of a grassroots support for her. Um, and then you can divert attention to NXT 2.0 because the great whole show. veterans um, moving there for, like, three, four weeks at a time hasn't really worked. I would like to see that. Cool. So, Natalia it is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I also went to 2.0 for similar reasons to Satamora. Um, oh, she's been going by the nickname, going by the nickname of the final boss, and you kind of they got to use that, didn't they, for the benefit of Mandy Rose? Use it again for Bianca Belair. Maybe like longer form, give Mako a taste of what it could be to work longer form in America for WWE if it's her cup of tea, because we don't know what the nature of a deal is, but we know she was in Orlando as little as two weeks ago, or like last week. Oh, full time. Well, full time fed. You know, if she's available and like. Why not include her on the main roster? It's it's that like sexism, ageism thing that she's in her mid forties, yes. and they present her as like she's wrestling's grandma, yeah, which is ridiculous because she's obviously got years left and she can do this sort of thing as much as she wants. And there's a t- there's not a huge audience that's probably AJ's there, the, yeah, like has never even seen a goo. So like her and Bianca would have this like is it the Mickey James one where they're called yeah. Alexa Bliss is called like grandma, yeah, she's like she's the same age as AJ, uh, yeah. So there's like there's loads of people that would benefit from having her around, and it would be a cool match for the night. Yeah, similar oh. sort of situation. Bollocks! If we're if we're doing it, I'm gonna get in, get on board. With yeah, this. I know what you're gonna mm-hmm. do. Shayna Baszler. Ah, uh, it was either that or Tiffany Stratton. Oh, oh. didn't Shayna Baszler? Wouldn't she be like losing it upwards into an eliminator? Well, that yeah, wouldn't but stop. It's, at the end of the day, it's an open challenge, isn't it? I suppose that's the beauty of it. And the whole point is. They go, they go, oh, well, you know, Shayna, she, she couldn't beat Liv Morgan at the pipe, so what she... And then you have, do have her take Bianca to the limit, and that's why she... Because they, they hinted at it again on SmackDown of, like, talk, come to me when you're ready to kind of run this place. Yeah. You need something to get about. That's right. It isn't about Shayna Baszler, but you go in there and you make it about <laughs> Shayna Baszler. <laughs> that's me in the, the yeah. mirror meme. Uh, right, let's talk Doug Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. And he's getting his ass handed to him by Edge tonight. But uh, there's probably going to be something involving the Judgment Day. Yeah. Um, could. I, I have a feeling there's not going to be a finish. It's not something you would normally say when it's Dominic Mysterio. Because you're like, well, win or lose. It doesn't matter. It's Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. But I have a feeling this isn't going to go to a finish. I think, um, like, Edge could just beat him. And it could be, you know, like a bad night for Dominic, but the Judgment Day beat Edge down and we're back to some It would be other. an appropriate welcome to the Judgment Day. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody does when they arrive in this table. <laughs> but, yeah, I think Dominic might be outmatched, but they're going to tell a very, very simple story, but a worthwhile one with Dominic anyway, of like, now he's got people that support him because for the longest time he felt like Edge and Ray didn't, and they're going to be running it for a bit like, it's going to play out a little bit like uh, Solo Sikoa and Drew did, where there was all these people running interference on the outside, so no matter the obvious huge gulf in class and experience between the two wrestlers, numbers count for something, and then Rey Mysterio, who doesn't really want to be a part of this, is going to have to come out because he's a good guy, he wants to help his mate, he's going to have to level the playing field, but the playing field now involves having it potentially like deck his son. They're going to create a scenario in which like, maybe will Dominic get a roll up here? 
I don't think so. But like, they're going to create a scenario in which the numbers are too much for Edge. The judgment again look better for it. Rhea is going to be super helpful because like her and Dominic have got this thing where are they doing it? Is it weird? We oh, want to yeah. know. We want to know. What if he like, submits and then afterwards she's like, "You call it a choke? This is a choke." And then he's like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> the flailing arms of this podcast, man. That like five minutes after, go go gaga. I did not, <laughs> and I did at the exact same volume, need Adam Wilborn doing <laughs> Dominic Mysterio's <laughs> vinegar strokes. <laughs> you, know, like, sort of, you know, like when you imagine the rare pitch of like, he stood in the ring with like, what have I become? Like, and it's like staring at his hands. Like, not because he's got to worry about hitting his own son, it's because like, she's pegging him. And I'm stood, <laughs> and I'm stood in the ring with both of them. This is getting weird. I'm so looking forward depending on how it goes, I don't even think they're going to go this way, of Jake Dominic Mysterio controlling, like, on a yeah. prolonged heat sequence yeah. and Edge is like, oh, God, I'm not going <laughs> to... You know, like, oh, like, you know, he's got that, like... Punches in the corner. <laughs> kind of like that sunken face and, like, he's like, get my ass kicked by this young man and I don't even have what it takes anymore. Looking and, desperately in muffins and six cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dominic's like... I'm controlling you now. I just <laughs> can't wait to see him try to be formidable because he isn't. No. I'm not going to ask you who wins. Instead, I'm going to ask you does Dominic do the three amigos? I would like him to have a little brat bastard face. Not this, I don't take him seriously as this Derek <laughs> imposing, sullen. It's like uh, he's like he's going through his emo phase. Yeah, That's listen, what it listen is. Listen to my chemical romance. Is he going to work yeah. like Corbin did in the like the waiters gear? Or is he going to have new Derek Rey Mysterio? Oh, I don't know. Corbin worked in that stuff. Shoeless, <laughs> shoeless, no shoes. <laughs> All I know is left them in Edge's ass. <laughs> All I know is it's going to be quite funny if I'm expected to take him seriously. But on on the Eddie Guerrero thing, I thought the whole genius of the Judgment Day thing at Clash of the Castle was they're like laughing and they're a bit mischievous. If he can be a little bastard. Just a little bastard with a eating grin. That'll work. That really will work. This, the presentation on Monday was not good. I do like the idea of him attempting to be Eddie and it failing miserably. So, like, he does the whole chair thing, but the referee's still distracted, so he just twats him with a chair for real. It's such a strange one, this, isn't it? Because it is funny to think of Dominic in these serious situations. But Ray can be quite a good wrestling actor. They got that shot of him looking back and not really knowing how to involve yeah. him. And I thought it was quite good. By their standards. Ray is just this incredible heartfelt baby face. But if we're just laughing, like, there's some uh, sucking going on backstage between these two, and Dominic can't make this work. Mm. Like, it's, I think it's going to undermine Ray's efforts somewhat. The intrigue, yeah, if, if Edge asks him to, like, corner him, he's like, look, they're going to probably have, Dam- like, Damien's going to corner yeah. uh, Dominic or whatever. He's like, do you want, can you corner me? He's like, what, against my son? That's it, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's the fun. Uh, finally, uh, let's talk about... Johnny Gargano's in-ring return. Very excited to see him back between the ropes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of those where, do we know where it's emanating from this episode of Raw? I want to say Portland. I want to double check. Okay. Even if it's not like a traditional hardcore hotbed a la Philly or New York or Chicago. We're in the tri-state area, whichever, whichever three those are. <laughs> I think, I think it's New York, Jersey, and Chicago. Maybe, yeah, it is. Connecticut. It's Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, there's hipsters there, but I don't know yeah. if it's wrestling hipsters. Regardless, if this crowd isn't like, oh my God, it's Gianni Gagliano, they'll still be uh, going a bit mad from within five minutes because that's how great Johnny Gargano is. Um, I expect this match to, to, have, to be of a very, very high standard. 
and he's the money in the bank briefcase holder, so they won't care about jobbing him out. As I said, Triple H is way, way, way more like Vince McMahon than anyone seemingly is prepared to admit. So I don't know if there's a right finish here. I don't know if, you, if you're even going to get a proper finish. I would expect not, quite frankly, but this will be very good while it lasts. And ordinarily, I would bury a match where they appear to have booked themselves in the corner. Debuting guy, babyface no less, versus de facto number one contender. There's no good clean finish, and that usually means they're going to give you not a finish. But with it being Gargano in an arena for the first time in ages, I'll give it a pass. If this was happening two months from now, after Gargano's had several matches, I would bury it. But I'm not going to, because I th- I'm very curious to see how over he is. So I think, yeah, I think Gargano will win. I've changed my mind. Confirmed you facing theory. I assumed he was. I think so, was yeah. that not like hinted at? I thought absolutely. it was hinted at. I'm not sure if it's actually been announced, but that uh, should be the thing that they oh, do. Oh, if it's not theory, then he could go up against. He was like a really good. Oh like, my God, Chad Dolph. Gable. Like a, Chad Gaming. Yeah. And like Triple H did that because they'd get 15 minutes and it'd only need 12, but you'd enjoy it anyway. Did DIY kind of miss American Alpha as well? Yeah. 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 They, yeah, so they were kind of like, they were both revival opponents. Yeah. Dog, do that instead of theory. In fact, just give Gable a briefcase. <laughs> the, the match is theory. Oh, just carries it around for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the match is theory, right? But I, I've been wondering if they are going to get the case onto Gargano and I off was theory. thinking that. I'd have been thinking last week. I you still know, think they like theory, you know. I do too, right? And this leads to sort of this, like the last week they were selling, like theory was doing quite a good job of selling their incredible shot he took from Tyson Fury. Might they do Tyson Fury in theory at Crown Jewel? Especially if Theory's still like the briefcase guy. Like this like show of faith. You know Triple H is doing this thing like, still got faith in your kids, still got faith in you. You're losing again. Still got faith in your kid, roughly yeah. that, and then he's getting his ass kicked. Like every single week they're doing that like, you fucked me, but like he's pretending that he's still with him. Like Tyson Fury, if he's working Crown Jewel, like Theory would work as an opponent for him, wouldn't he? Yeah. For the briefcase as well. Bollocks to it, just go for it. Yeah, why Can't not? be worse than the last one Drew screws in. It's Strowman. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. It's Strowman. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, I'm was, tired. There's that one where he's like, uh, oh, you've won, but I'm up straight. I'm up at 10. Yeah. Like the, the Bobby Fish CM Punk. I'm fine, actually. Fine, <laughs> so I'm not bothered. Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman felt weird. Like, never, ever felt. Didn't they make friends in the end as well? Fury came uh, back to America for one summic, more. Like, Summick. Who cares? Felt weird. Tyson Fury sucks. <laughs> uh, but Gargano, back between the ropes after, what, over nine months now, isn't it? Yeah, winning, huge show of faith. Triple H gave him a major spotlight return. That was a show of intent. And again, this is new WWE. We're allowed to believe that statements of intent last week mean something this week. And it's not just, forget about that. Don't like him anymore. <laughs> like, the, things seem to have, like, plots. So we can assume things are going to be pretty good for Gargano. Yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight. Are you going to go Gaga for it? Uh, at what culture WWE on Twitter? Watch well, they can follow all three of us. You follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet or Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, already out today, the SmackDown review and the Rampage review. And of course, if you subscribe, our Raw review will drop into your feed tomorrow. And still time if you haven't done so already, suggest a five star review. Review something short, crap, and wrestling related. For us to review uh, instead of a certain segment of Monday Night Raw. That's probably going to be crap uh, tonight. Let's be perfectly honest. It's not quite fixed yet. <laughs> uh, right. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, for Daily Wrestling Podcast. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. 
Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.